And a good Wednesday morning to you, and welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game. We've got a great show in store for you. We're excited about it. Hope you are, too. Marquise behind the glass. What? 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 Hey, I'm sorry in advance, guys. You're working overtime. That's some OT for me right yeah? here. Yeah? I'm probably not going to score any points because I'm a little sluggish, but, you know, I'll pass it to you guys. You know, give you a couple of assist rebounds. You you know? kind Are of you fit- sluggish because you stayed up watching the NBA last night? Yes, I did. I mean, it was opening night. I know where Marquise was. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Clippers, Lakers. I mean, come on. I mean, Lakers pajamas on. My <laughs> LeBron jersey. Pelicans. Hello. Oh, sign me up. Even though a Kawhi Leonard-less Raptors versus a Zion-less Pelicans game, sign me up still. I don't care. I know. I mean, it was NBA fever. Give me some Siakam, please. Yeah, he's pretty good. Raptors win in overtime. And the Clippers get it done with no Paul George. Still beat the Lakers. Guess they're the team to beat in L.A.? Clippers? Doc Rivers, man. Doc Rivers, that defense... Yeah, that's a team to beat. Okay. I saw the Clippers play the uh, Pacers two years ago, and I was like, man, not the same Clippers, not very good, and now look at them. Yeah. That's amazing what uh, two superstars will do to your roster. You can fix yeah. things in a hurry in the NBA or in basketball. The thing that always, you know, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but the thing that bugged me was you had like two or three super teams or, or whatever, and now you have like, two by two that they've gone off and so now you're trying to build more which i i think will make the game even better i know the, the warriors are going to be without clay thompson it looks like for the whole year but you know you have lebron and that that's in la and i think i think that that might make it a little more competitive maybe it's pretty much nba jams i just don't i what we're hoping for because we know max will be here in a bit uh, so he's he's just currently not available but we just don't want you to feel like lsu did against texas a&m Late in the year last year. We just don't want that feeling. Like that seventh overtime, it was clear. The LSU was waving the white flag. Like their defense said, we're done. Okay, we've had enough. It was basically, um, by the way, did you see the, the, was it in Mexico? Did you see the soccer team that hadn't been paid in like six weeks? Oh, wow. Did you see this? No. No, I'm I'm dead serious. It was one of the, I mean, very competitive leagues in South America or Mexico, and one of the teams hadn't been paid. They're, none of their checks had cleared in like six weeks. Oh, I'll, they, bill you, I'll bill you guys later, though. They started the game, and the, they just all stood around. The other team just, <laughs> just they're like, what are they doing? Why aren't they chasing us? And the goalie just stood there, and they just, just shot it in. The first two shots were goals as the other team that hadn't been paid just sat there and watched. That's awesome. And everybody's looking around like, what is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Show, show they're the like looking at, right. They're looking at the ownership going, yeah. how about you okay. pay us, yeah. and then we'll play. That's awesome. Could yeah. you imagine like a player doing that that's having like a contract dispute, and they're just like, right, on- can you imagine? That's exactly what like, I was going. Could you imagine in the States if something like that happened? Like Jalen Ramsey's on defense, and he just kind of stands, stands there. Stands there, like, <laughs> and then he's just doing the money, like, pay me. And, and watches somebody blow right by him for a touchdown, and he just does pay me. Could you imagine the that would what be. would happen here if something like that happened with a player or a team? The thing is, I could totally see something like that happening. Can, I'm, I'm surprised. Saying, can, you, right? Can you believe it's never happened? Yeah, I'm really surprised. What? Well, there hasn't been a team that hasn't been paid. I mean, nobody's been bouncing yeah. checks. Well, if you watch the thirty for thirty, which is one, of, this was one of the first thirty for thirties. Was on the USFL. Who killed the USFL? Well, we know. I'll, I'll lead you. 
I won't say the answer, but mm-hmm. the answer is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Neuheisel, who we've had on many times, because mm-hmm. he and D Mace, uh, he coached D Mace for a while with the Ravens, but he's a great storyteller. But he told the story of the San Antonio Gunslingers in the USFL. They were having issues with the bank. And I, I can't remember all the details, but he said there was one bank that was about a 30 minute ride that would cash the checks, but. They weren't sure that everybody on the team. So it was a race. It was. He said it was like a. He. I think he used the term a gun, a gumball rally, or something, or a cannonball run. Remember that movie? Oh the yeah. Cannonball run. Sure. He said everybody would just jump in their car and just hit the gas, like race to the bank, so that their cash, their their check would be cashed before the money ran out in the bank. <laughs> That's crazy. Before the funds said they were insufficient. Like, oh, sorry, we can't cash your check. Uh, we don't have enough money. Oh my goodness! I do remember that story. Now I need to go back it. and watch that one. Oh, it's oh, it's yeah. awesome! It's awesome! It's fantastic. Other than it's just depressing. It, well, it is a little depressing to know that because you always wonder, like, what what would it have been? Like, what if it would yeah, have la- like that league? I used to watch that league all the time. How long would it have lasted? Would it still be here? I mean, that's the thing. Uh, the what if game? That's what's depressing. So to that me. was the the late eighties is when. USFL? Mid, mid-80s. 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 83 okay, so through four. 85. Okay, so three seasons. Before my time. Three great seasons. Mm-hmm. I could tell you everything about those the Steve seasons. Spurrier, he coached. The Spur Dog. Yeah. Tampa Bay Bandits. Bandit Ball. Bandit Ball. It was fun. Yeah. So last the Orlando night. Renegades in my hometown, mm-hmm. coached by Lee Corso. <laughs> Can you believe that? What's well, the Pittsburgh Maulers? The Pittsburgh Maulers. Michigan Panthers. The champion Michigan Panthers, the yeah. first year. New with G- Whit Taylor, the former Commodore. What, Philadelphia Stars? New Jersey Philadelphia. New Jersey Generals? That was Herschel Walker's team, and Doug Flutie's, that was Donald Trump's team. Yeah. And uh, the Stars, the Philadelphia slash Baltimore Stars, they won, they were in all three championships, won the last two, and their coach was... I don't know. Jim Mora. Jim oh. Mora. Jim Mora. Two titles. Hmm. Playoffs. <laughs> Didn't Steve Young play in the oh, L- yeah. LA Express? I went, I went and saw him play in the uh, the Citrus Bowl for the LA Express. That was a infamous contract where he it was like some annuity and the, they put it in the paper 40-year contract yeah. for 43 million. <laughs> and Steve Young Spoiler always alert, he was like he didn't get it. It's an annuity. It's an annuity. <laughs> Nobody knew what that meant, though. It just the headline was awesome, like forty-year contract. Oh my gosh, <laughs> forty-three million. Uh, the Jags. How do we get talking about the USFL? <laughs> That's what we do. We yeah. just find a random times. Uh, these things happen. Yeah. Um, teams not getting paid. The Jags have Nick Foles back in the mix at practice today, working on a limited basis. What do you do there? Well, See the starter. Well, he's no, eligible to he's, return week 11. Yeah, he's not eligible yet. Okay, can, week but he 11. Can practice. Week which 11? is against the Colts. Mm. And is he the starter in week 11? Mm. I, I don't know. I would yeah, think I so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, they, the fans like that kid. I know. Well, I mean, it, it's it's yeah, interesting. But, well, I mean, but so okay, so let's play out all the scenarios, right? So they're three Drew Brees, first ballot Hall of Famer. He is he is New Orleans. He's going to go down as the greatest New Orleans Saints player ever, right? The most popular, the greatest. 
So he's going to get his job back, right? Teddy Bridgewater, doesn't matter what Bridgewater does. They're undefeated with him. What, 5-0? and Doesn't matter. It's Drew Brees' team. And he could be back this week, maybe next week, whatever. He's about to come back. It's his team. Right. Okay, so we know that one. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. Now, let's get to the more complicated one. We brought up Kyle Allen yesterday. Undrafted guy. A guy that none of us in college, whether it was Texas A&M or Houston, said, you know what? I bet that guy's going to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. I bet he goes undefeated, at least early on in his career. I mean, literally no one said that. Cam Newton is, you know, I don't know he's back in the fold. And well, that one's trickier. Yeah, I think tricky. right now, as long as they keep winning now, this weekend, they are where? They're on the road. Where are they? Carolina? Yes. I San not Fran. San Fran, which is the battle of what? What's on the line? 49ers haven't lost. Right. Yeah. If he goes in to San Francisco and beats the 49ers, to me, this discussion is over. It's going to be Kyle Allen until you got to ride the until further hand. notice, right? Yeah. Until he just falls apart. I got news, bad news for Cam Newton. You're not getting your job back, dude. I well, know. It was an injury. But if he goes into San Fran and wins, it's Kyle Allen's team for the foreseeable future. I think one thing you have to weigh in We is- agree? Yeah, probably. I think so. I think How in the world undefeated and you'd win that game? Could you turn it back over to Cam? somehow win and he plays terrible. Well, if, he, if he plays well and they win, I got to believe you ride it out. You but just keep it, going week to week anyway. Because Cam wasn't playing great before the injury, but he still had their two the, losses the shoulder. this year are with Cam. Right, but he still had the shoulder issues, so he that was still lingering. So I think that has to be considered. But I'm I'm with you. I said this a few weeks ago that I I was like, yeah, I think you got to ride the hot hand right now, and and then know that you have a 100 percent Cam Newton that when you need him, you can just go to. Him. I think that's what they have to observe is is Cam really feeling good. Is he look like 100 percent Cam Newton? Because he clearly there, did not. Weren't before. there reports, you know, back in the the off season that he might be out for a while, that he might not even play? I mean that. Because of the shoulder injury that well, he has? The so. shoulder and the, the Liz Frank or yeah, whatever. That, 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 that's a serious so. deal. I've seen people go out for the season with Liz Frank. I never knew what it was until, I don't who know. Who is five. Liz Frank? Who is Liz Frank? Obviously someone that's a pain in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's serious stuff, man. His body's been beat up. Uh, Marcel Darius may need surgery for a muscle injury. This is the time of year, man, when you, things get really, really hairy. That's what was impressive, and that that's what's impressive. That's why, Willie, when it, when you bring up, oh, well, they don't have this guy. They have, you know what? Everybody deals with it. That's what's impressive. The Saints don't have Drew Brees, like I said, and they have just not missed a beat. Oh, by the way, they didn't have Alvin Kamara, and they don't miss a beat. They win. They went into Chicago and beat the Bears with their backup quarterback and no Kamara. First ballot Hall of Famer, and last year, best running back in the league, you know, right? Alvin Kamara was going top, he's been going top five in fantasy the last two years. Top five pick. They didn't have him, and they go into Chicago and beat him. It, it's amazing. Go down the list. Look at Devontae Adams, not in the lineup yep. for the Packers. They've got guys missing, big time guys that they need, and they go in and they shred the Raiders, and Aaron Rodgers goes nuts, and look at the guys he was throwing to. Have you? Do you know who Lazard is? Anybody know who Lazard is? No. That's who he's throwing to. Yeah, you know Jimmy Graham. Now, did Alice, Geronimo Allison even play? 
Last week? Yeah, I'm not even sure he played. I mean, he was throwing to literally guys you've never heard of, and they put up 42 points. You you got to find ways to when when guys go down the good teams they just figure out ways to just keep well, marching did, on. Yeah, I don't think he played. Geronimo Allison just cleared the protocol and will yeah. play. Yeah, see, he didn't even play either. I mean, he's out there throwing to guys some of you have never even heard of, and yet he put up 429 yards passing and five touchdowns. And oh, by the way, ran one in. All right, we'll come back. Joe Rexrow with the Athletic. We will talk to. Smoking Joe, Big Joe, whatever you want to call him, Joe Rexwell, Rexy. He's in the on deck circle. That's next on ESPN 1025 The Game. The number one team in the land in college basketball took a big blow yesterday. They're going to be without one of their stars. That can be reevaluated until January to talk about their season that is now over. Joe Rexroad from The Athletic. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I was just kidding. That Michigan State's got plenty of other good players, I'm sure. Joe, what's going on? I like coming in with a Michigan State news item, man. That's, uh, yeah, I was like, where, where are you going with this, D-Mac? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm a little sore. You may have heard, played a little hoop yesterday Yeah, with some of your coworkers. Uh, and, got and... a little knees barking at me a little bit, but overall, <laughs> not bad. Sounds like you're doing better than Chase, who is now on workout five, uh, trying to uh, get rid of some of his radio butt, and he has been struggling a little bit. <laughs> At times to move I've just limbs, been sore, sore. Like he told me the 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 other day when he looked like he'd been on horseback for about five hours. <laughs> I said, "What is going on with you?" He said, "I'm do uh, the squats messed me up." I'm like, "Why are you doing squats? Like, there's no reason to do squats. You're in radio, man. Uh, well, because I'm trying I'm to get rid of the radio thing. butt. I know, but there's other ways than squats. Squats are the best way to tighten up the ask, glutes. That, I know, but ask Joe. The older you get, right? you're not going to want to do squats, man. You're those." <laughs> You talking well, about messing you know, up your knees? Is, yeah, and I'm I know I'm different than some people, but that's why like I, I have to like play, play a sport. Like that's why I, I have to play basketball. I've been trying to get this going because if I know I'm exercising, it, it's hard, man. Yeah, but, no, that's you true. Know, you get out and run around, and play a sport, and you kind of forget about it. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, we're gonna hit you with a bunch of stuff because I know you've got a big article coming out. We got into. Uh, some heavy discussions this week about that, so we'll get into that in just a bit over on West End. But let's start with the Titans. One, just since you've been here, how, how crazy was that ending on Sunday over at Nissan Stadium? Yeah, I mean, I would say that's the – I don't know if it's the craziest game. I still think back to the Philly game last year and all the things that happened. And that was a – you know, th that game was more, you know, decided on the field kind of thing. Not that this wasn't, but obviously when you have review after review after review, it kind of – you know, it muddles it, but it also makes for just a crazy scene. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I I thought at one point that the Titans probably should have just let them score, and, and so it's good I'm not coaching. I mean, you know, question a lot of Mike Brable's decisions this year, but there's one that I would have been wrong on. Um, and, you know, it was a heck of a goal line stand and some weird, weird calls, and I still think that, you know, Tannehill probably got that first down, but also – that is the one thing, I, of all the things at the end, I, I really can't blame Vrabel for not challenging that one. I really think there's a 0% chance he would have got that. But ultimately, guys, you know, it, it extends the relevance of this season at least one more week. What about uh, Big Jeff? Jeffrey Simmons back in the fold for the first time. I mean, I don't think oh. any of us, right? I mean, it was crazy when, what was it, around camp, toward the end of camp and preseason, just the notion of – 
hey, they may just keep him active, practice, and he may be back sooner than rather than later. And everybody was looking around going, are they serious with that? And then to think that his first game, he could have that kind of an impact? Yeah. No, I mean, that was something else. And I figured, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, all along I still kind of thought, eh, you know, maybe if depending on how the season's going, you know, it might just make sense to, to shut it down and bring it back next year. Um, and then you hear more and more, like obviously he's healing well, coming together. But then you figure, okay, is he going to be active in his very first game? And if he is, how many snaps? Five, seven, ten? It turns out he probably made, other than Woodyard stripping the ball, I mean, that was the key thing on that last play was he just blew up the right guard, just completely blew up an NFL veteran. Uh, and then you saw him in the sack. I will he can move. Like anybody who saw him play at Mississippi State, he's if he's healthy, he is going to be a force. But still, to do it in your first game in important moments like that, coming off an ACL, that's uh, yeah, that's a memorable debut. We had Teron Davenport in here on Monday, and he said, of course, coming from Philly and covering the Eagles, he referenced an Eagles example. I looked at him and said, when I watch him, and it's a small, small sample, but especially that last play, for guys like Willie and I who've covered the team since they've been here, what jumped out at me is I immediately went, oh my gosh, is this the next Albert Hainsworth? And yeah, if this guy's right. the next Albert Hainsworth, boy, good things are about to happen on defense for the Titans moving forward. Yeah, no, that's I think I love that comparison, and maybe a little bit more mobility, but yeah, the same kind of just force and then you know Jarrell Casey if Jarrell Casey can you know I think he's gotten a little better early in the year he was he wasn't as impactful but that combo could be something else here uh you got a window of time with Casey still you know being an effective player and then what does that do for him to have a Simmons next to him you know I mean that's makes everything else a lot easier on a defense Joe, I know one of the projects you're working on right now, by the way, Joe Rexroad is with us from The Athletic covering the Nashville sports landscape, and uh, you, you've been paying attention to what's been going on at Vanderbilt. What an unbelievable plot twist, the out-of-nowhere win against Missouri in impressive fashion. Who knows where this leads, but in the big picture, Malcolm Turner is taking all this in, and he's got to decide. He's, I think, forming a vision of what he can do with the football program. And the question is, can Derek Mason be a part of that vision? Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. it's interesting, Willie, because you know I had kind of a plan. I followed Malcolm Turner around Saturday, and that was kind of set up, you know, before a lot of things unfolded this season. And so by the time we got to that, I'm like, man, I mean, what is it? What's the scene going to be like? You know, considering that I can't find a Vanderbilt fan anymore who doesn't want Derek Mason fired, and you know, just uh, how how is that going to impact this? And then that happens, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know what, what a scene that was, and it is a plot twist. Although, look, I've heard from a lot of people. Okay, so is it end of season or mid season? It's like, come on, there's not going to be an in season firing. And I was never convinced, even before this game, that it's a certain firing. Um, I do think we've seen Malcolm Turner make a bold move in this way with the coach he didn't hire and Bryce Drew. So, you know, there's always when you are a 
coach in any kind of peril and you are suddenly not working for the AD who hired you, I mean, that just has to change, you know, how you look at things and how secure you feel. But I think this game at South Carolina is, uh, is going to be interesting. I, I still don't I totally understand what happened Saturday based on what we've been seeing from this team, other than it's 18 to 22 year olds and just wipe your mind every week and, and have an open mind. But you know, it's going to be interesting at South Carolina next week if, to see if that was just this one-day oddity or if they have found something out and they can actually compete in that game. What what do you believe that the vision is? I'm hearing a lot of things about you know a, a campaign, you know something that they can unroll that would suggest you know a, a long-term plan to improve the overall facilities football being at the center of that what what are you what are you what are you getting on that what kind of what kind of vibe yeah and i've heard a lot of different things too from different people out there you know golf course stuff and take this money over here and move you know but i can tell you some things that'll be on the athletic.com today um of course i tried to get as much as i could it's not to the point of you know firm details yet but they have moved to the next phase with their architectural partner from sort of assessing their own facilities and they're now into the what what if phase as Malcolm Turner puts it I think the idea there's a capital campaign coming this spring I think athletics will have a much stronger role in that than the last capital campaign which of course is well documented I think around January they'd like to announce something and you know without saying for sure it's this or that you know, what Malcolm said was, look, football, basketball have to be addressed, and and athlete performance overall has to be addressed. Um, I got the strong feeling, Willie, that, you know, a football building is priority A. That's that's what I came away thinking, that, yes, the stadium's a priority, of course, and that's in this master plan. But I think if you were sequencing things, I think – improving the day-to-day situation for Vanderbilt football players and also, you know, for the coach who's trying to recruit Vanderbilt football players, I think that's, you know, the the top of the list. Um, And that's what I would expect when this all shakes out. But they are still, I mean, he admitted, like, they're, they're going through various scenarios of build here, renovate here, move this here. You know, they're, they're still in that situation. And all along, as you know, you know, it's raising funds. And this is where I think Malcolm Turner has a chance to be dynamic and and change the game here for Vanderbilt. You know, I really do. I think uh, even though he hasn't specifically done college athletics fundraising, I think, uh, I think he's got some things rolling right now. Well, it, and Joe, and shouldn't that be the priority of the facilities? Because that's how you're going to get the kids in there to play. Because, yeah, the, the stadium's important for the fans and you want to have those amenities, but – any player I've talked to, it's all they they all want to have the top notch facilities that they train in, and Vanderbilt obviously doesn't have that. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. You know, you know, the thing is, it's like you you certainly for your coaches, you know, you have to do that, but you also know, like right now, and Malcolm Turner said this. I mean, looking around Nashville, like Vanderbilt should be taking advantage of this. You know, Vanderbilt has massive opportunity right now in terms of marketing, not just the Vanderbilt fans, but to a casual fan and uh so you, you know that's also a priority is to try to you know improve amenities and 
and lure people in and market better and all that. Um, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot that, you know, they're trying to do here at once. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's why the sequencing would be football building first because, you know, James Franklin in his short time got that practice facility, excuse me, facility built, and it's a really nice one. Um, and uh, But other than that, you know, just – really Vanderbilt's well behind in a lot of ways. And as always, it always comes back to, you know, you've got to, you got to get those resources. So when's your article hit? Uh, looks like, uh, so noon Eastern, so 11. So that will about a half hour. Okay. It's 4,000 words. So set some, set some time aside. Oh, we <laughs> will. Get some, some lunchtime reading. Yeah, yeah. Get some coffee or get some lunch and sit there, there and uh, it's a beautiful sit back day, and enjoy. Sit under a tree. Yeah. With your last set under yeah. a tree, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this In before we let before we let Joe go because I know uh, Willie obviously being an alum and Darren being here for a long time. I grew up a Vanderbilt fan. I'm glad that there appears to be a plan because it seems like Malcolm Turner now has a plan to try and fix a lot of this. So I'm glad that we're gonna have be or be able to read some of that in Joe's article. So I think that's good. Yeah, well, yeah, get a pipe, get an apple, whatever it is. But I, I will say <laughs> this, pipe. last thing on, on Malcolm. Um, yeah, look, he is, uh, you know, there, there's. I just think there's so much potential. A donor, um, and, and you can look around at other places like Northwestern and Duke and all that and see what has been done. And It hasn't been done here, but I, I think it's going to be done. And, uh, man, I think there's just there's a big untapped resource there in terms of really mobilizing the donor base i packed my robe in the car so i'll go get it at 11 o'clock and uh we'll check it out <laughs> there we go <laughs> thank you joe all right thanks guys see ya joe rexroad from the athletic uh he's got a big piece as you just heard coming out coming out on vanderbilt athletics on the athletic we'll come back more of darren donick and jay cspn 1025 the game trey wingo coming up at 11 o'clock Golick and Wingo, their fine show, syndicated show. So Trey will join us at 11. And we'll ask him about Tim Hasselback's comments, which was on NFL Live. And also, how about the comments by Adam Schefter about Tom Brady on Monday night, which is a little bit out of character for Adam Schefter because he is really just a guy that, like Joe has always been a columnist, right? What does a columnist do? or at least for a good portion. It's about opinions, right? It's right. about stirring things up. If you are and also a, some informative, big-picture pieces. Well, right? Yeah, Which is, but I mean, it's more about an opinion base, where if you are a beat writer, it's not really about opinion-based. It's really just about the facts, right? Yeah. You just cover the team on a daily basis, and you're just giving the facts. This guy's hurt. This guy's not playing. This guy's got these numbers, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for Adam Schefter to get on there and say the things that he did about Tom Brady, which seemed, I don't want to say it was more opinion, but I mean, just it was more out of his, you don't hear that from him. It was like he was going somewhere with it. It's like, okay, Adam, we'll spit it out. So we can ask Trey Wingo about that. Uh, that was during the Monday Night Football, I guess, broadcast leading up to the Patriots-Jets game where he was saying that Tom Brady's house right. is for sale, his trainer's house is for sale, and... His contract is void at the end of the year. So I don't don't know exactly where he was going with that. Yeah, I mean. Does it, does anybody, like we've all seen the greats end up somewhere else, but does anybody really believe you'll see Tom Brady in another uniform before he's done? 
You know what's weird? I I kind of could. Really? I kind of could. Well, history has shown that there have been a number of great players who you could have never – you never would have thought. Franco Harris, Jerry Rice, Peyton, Joe Montana. Peyton Manning. Manning. Sure. Yeah, Manning yeah. Brett Favre. I mean, there's, yep. there's just a lot He'd of guys ha- that you would have thought are career guys with one team. So I think we, if you've watched long enough, you know never never to say never, right? He, he Johnny Unitas would be another one. Like right. Johnny Unitas played for another team besides the Colts. Yeah, he would have he his pick. He could go anywhere he wanted, and so I think he would obviously weigh his options. But I think part of it is maybe he just wants to see what he can do without Belichick. I don't know. That's speculate. You know, I'm speculating. But if you look at the rest of the league, what team would make the most sense for him? If it's not New England. See, a Tom Brady away from being built to win it? Um, I, have, I, don't I, know I if, have an answer. I don't know if I, we know that right I'll, now. I'll say this, uh, although it's kind of weird to say this because he's playing so well. But, I mean, Indiana- Indianapolis. Excuse me. Indianapolis, because of their offensive line, would be Maybe. pretty attractive for a 42-year-old quarterback. Maybe. I think maybe he could go play for one of Dallas, his friends. Dallas? I mean, they have Dak. They have Dak. They're not. I think he could go play for one of his friends. Well, it is Who's one of his friends? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I mean, why Why would that? I mean, what we've done is rip the offensive line, and you want Tom Brady to sign up for that offensive line, who all everybody's done is rip. This This whole conversation is just a giant fantasy. You know, piece of fantasy and speculation, so... I'm not saying that I think that could happen or no, is going to happen. That's what you're saying. Those are your feelings. Like you, what? That's what you want. Of course. I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm just saying I'm I'm throwing it out there. Like if you're trying to find a team that would make sense, I mean he's really good friends with Mike Rabel, John Robinson. Obviously, there's a history there. It would be most likely a one two year thing. The quarterback job is likely this going team, to be open. This yep. team is going to need a quarterback. Is this team a Tom Brady away from getting to the Super Bowl? Well, I don't know because he's a, 42 years old. He'd be a 42-year-old. The rest of the roster is pretty good. Would he be an upgrade on quarterback play uh, to yes. this point? Yes. I yes. think, of course. Even a 42-year-old Tom Brady? No question. Two young receivers? Different th- system? I'll throw something back at you. You're right. The offensive line, we talk about it a lot. But you have always said that the great quarterbacks – can play with a, a bad offensive line because of what the sidestep yeah well well brady has that he also has had great coaching he has so you're you're talking about leaving the greatest system as well yes but the, i mean this is if adam Remember, Schefter belichick is, is the system right okay he is what makes everything work and the reason which that i think they, why tom brady is going to be a hall of famer yes they lose Brian Flores to go to Miami, and their defense got better. That's what Nick Saban does. He loses guys yeah. on his staff, and they get better. Like It doesn't affect because it's Nick Saban. So you're leaving the best ever to go to a guy that we've been questioning. Once again, we've been questioning all year of his decision-making and questioning some of his coaches. Mm-hmm. 
I understand. I know. And so you I, think he's going to look like Tom Brady in New England in the best system set up in the league for two decades? I'm not saying I think he's going to look like that. I'm just I'm saying that if Tom Brady is thinking about leaving, and you have Adam Schefter giving an opinion and and saying that it, you know, the house is for sale and all of that, then maybe go. What's going through Tom Brady's mind is, yeah, let's see what I can do without Bill because everyone puts this together as they should because they've had the success together. But is it the system, which we've heard Derek Derek Mason say before that he always thought it was the system that made Tom Brady successful, or is Tom just that good? So well, I think it's a combination of both. Well, I think Joe so Montana too. I think they both need each other for it to look the way that Bill it does. Walsh, right. you know, innovative system, and he was the perfect fit. I mean, you, and he didn't win anything in Kansas City. He didn't get him to the Super Bowl. He almost did. He did, but he, he was, got to the playoffs. They were pretty good. But they didn't get to the – I'm saying he didn't win at the level that they did in San Francisco. No, Fran. but they got to the playoffs twice with him. So he wasn't done. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he still was effective and gave them a lift. He got them to the AFC Championship game one year and lost, I think, in the wild card game his other year. And Brett Favre, you know, got, got to the NF, AF, NFC Championship game the one year when they bungled the last play they lost in overtime. Remember the – you can't do that. Remember, remember the, uh, yeah. the Vikings announcers? He blew it. I mean, he blew that game. They should have won and gone to the Super Bowl that year. So the one more year with a different team, there is a little history of you know maybe a guy has got just enough left in the tank. Brady's, you know, we know, he's one of a kind. You know, he wants to play, right. he wants to play like four more oh, years. He said and 45. <laughs> that's what he has said yeah. all along, He's right? been consistent with that. And let me say this. I don't think this would be a good idea. I think that why? If, I mean, like, why, well, of course, Manning. we all would want it. Why wouldn't it be a good idea? Peyton because, Manning, well, it, it sounds a lot like the Peyton Manning. Remember, he had the one last hurrah. He had actually a little more in the tank than we thought at the time when he did sign with the hey, Broncos. And if this organization had their stuff together more back they then, had they may have they, they may have landed had. him. But he he looked around the lay of the land of this organization, and it was a rudderless ship. And he's like, uh, he's smart enough to go. I'm not signing up for that. Exactly. So. I think that's a fair question to ask is, is it any different, the perception that Tom Brady would have of this organization as Peyton Manning had back then? I don't know. Uh, but there is the relationship of Robinson and, and Vrabel. That would right. go a long that's way. The, that's sure. the sure. only reason I've gone down this road is because I'm putting pieces together. And, and if you have he a leaves. roster. I think the roster now is way better than it was of at course. the time that Manning yeah. was it, contemplating this. They didn't have much to offer back then. But I... You know, I can see it. You know, if I'm Mike Vrabel, I'm laying it out. Tom, this is, again, we're in our fantasy world that he actually would That's become available, right? That the marriage breaks somehow between Brady and Belichick. I mean, they're 7-0. and They're not going well, anywhere. Well, look, it seems but, ridiculous, but when Adam Schefter right, says those right. type of things, you're like, you get, you, oh, it, wait a minute. It gives you pause. Because you know he talks to a ton of people yeah. before he ever goes on air with anything. Sure. And so he's getting... This stuff from somewhere, it makes him compelled to go on Monday Night Football and make these comments. Right. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying you have to take a different approach of, yeah, hooey-fooey. I mean, Tom Brady's not going anywhere, which, which is I what would I'm do. doing. Right, I would but, do. But once he did that, it's like, okay, now wait a minute. Maybe there, maybe there's something we don't know. But what what's the sell? The sell is we've underachieved offensively. We have a good defense. We have Kevin Byard. We have an, an emerging Jeffrey Simmons. We have Jarrell Casey. You know, we have, we have a, a good, solid defense under Dean Pease, right? It's good. It's, There's it's, another guy he knows. They're, they're not, it's not an aging defense, although they, would, they still have to figure out what to do with Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan going forward. Those, that's, a, that's a big question. But 
There's a lot of youth on that defense. You got Rashawn Evans, you got Jayon Brown, Simmons, as I mentioned. Then we got these two wide receivers that we think are pretty good. AJ Brown and uh, this is the tight right. We got AJ Brown looks pretty good when when you get him the ball. And you've got Corey Davis, got Derrick Henry. I you know, yeah, what's if, the one thing nobody's we, brought up in this conversation? So what's the one thing no one has brought recent, up, which is the most guys? important thing? Derrick Henry. What are you going to pay him? Oh, you think right, he's yeah, coming right. here for a hometown discount? Well, that that right. is the that's the thing what, that would be murky. thirty-five million, forty million. What are you going to pay him for one year? Well, that's the murky thing. Is not only would you have to decide that, right? You would also lose have, people. Well, right, because Derrick Henry's a free agent. Logan Ryan, and I mean, but there's twelve guys. Jack and, Conklin. There's there's a ton of guys that you got to make decisions on. And look, I understand that if you make a move like this, you're you're saying you're in win now mode. And the reason that I'm but concerned, they are they right. are in mode. The reason I'm concerned about it is because he's 42 years old, will be 43, and eventually, Father Time is going to win. So you don't want to make this commitment, have him come here, and then just be awful, and then you're stuck. So I think that the conversation would have to be: Listen, we're drafting a quarterback, so. You have to understand that your eventual replacement is going to be behind you. But I, I don't know. I think that's a put on hold. If he's coming here, I, I'm not worried about that until the next year because it is win now. Like, I, I want a first-round pick that will help him if it's a lineman or whatever. I, I just think the argument is our roster is pretty darn good. With you at quarterback, our roster is that much better. It's good enough to win. Mike in Gallatin, what's up? Hey, so my big concern is that if we were to have that happen in the fantasy world, then it would be another Michael Jordan to the Wizards. There's where, another great example of the like, yeah. the guys that did not finish their career with that team. Yeah, it, it, it tanked his career. Unfortunately, it didn't help him. You know, it's like I hate that for Michael because he's, the, in my mind, the greatest basketball player of all time. But that will be like a lone dark note on his career because he should have never gone to Washington in the first place. So I'm for one thinking that Tom Brady, if they go out and they win another Super Bowl, it's probably time for him to just go ahead and hang it up. Because, again, I think his numbers, even this year, aren't as good as they are. I think he's getting a little bit masked by that defense. Yeah, we don't want to see Patrick Ewing with the Magic. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Was it exactly. the Magic that his last team he played for? May have been. I, can, yeah, I like, can't remember. We don't want to, nobody but wants remember, to remember Jordan, that. Jordan came out of retirement for a second time. Like he right. wasn't. He had been out for a while. He had, he had stepped away from being on top for a year or two before he came back to the Wizards. Yes, the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Wow. Nobody remembers. Right. Nobody wants to remember that. Do you, do you remember <laughs> that who, portion I'm of from Patrick Orlando. I didn't remember that. Do you remember who he was with between the Knicks and the Magic? He was with somebody else? Yes. Patrick Ewing was with somebody else before the, the Magic? He How was, long? A day? Two, uh, a season. Two a seasons. season? Two seasons? Oh, 2000 to 2001. I don't remember. I have no idea. I do not remember him somewhere else. The Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> oh, my. I <laughs> no honestly I don't remember that. that. I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. Is he with the Rain Man and Peyton? I, Is he with Sean Kemp? He yeah. left the Knicks as a part of a trade of the Supersonics. Was Lenny Wilkins the coach? <laughs> <laughs> the years are starting to run together All now. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap up the first hour next. If anything, it's fun to talk about it. By the way... Titans linebacker Wesley Woodyard will join us at high noon. He kind of had a big game on Sunday. We'll talk to Wesley at noon. But like I said, this is not a conversation until Adam Schefter did that yeah. Monday night. It, this is not a conversation. Now, I did think about two other teams. And look, 
We don't who, care who about would, the other teams. I know. Oh, who no, would, but it would be interesting. Like, I'm what's just he throwing this out there. Do you guys see why I brought this up? Of course. Of course. Of course. Okay. Hey, we, is, we live in Nashville. Well, people, this is sports well, talk radio. We're allowed to go saying that I'm, People are tweeting at me saying I'm drinking the Jared Stillman Kool-Aid. I'm like, I'm, I'm connecting the dots. That's what I'm doing. That's, Look, that's uh, all I'm doing. Nobody would be like, no, Tom Brady here, no. That is absolutely, no, they don't need him. Nobody's going to do that. It's just trying to talk it out and say, okay, what's realistic? So let me just throw a couple. I because you hit me on the spot, and I just I was just thinking offensive line. That's all right. I was doing. But let me give you two teams that are equipped with a lot of things. One has a really good quarterback, but an aging quarterback and a contract expiring. The other one, now their quarterback is in serious question, and his future is in serious jeopardy. Of course, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson picked after him does not help the situation whatsoever. You know that's okay, constantly being discussed. Going. So I would thought Chicago, because of their situation oh, wow. with how good their defense is, how good their special teams are, they've got a lot of pieces. You throw Tom Brady in that mix with a Matt Nagy, and then all of a sudden I think now you're cooking with gas. The other one would be the team that just came here to Nissan Stadium. Who knows what the future is for Philip Rivers? they got a lot of pieces, mm. right? That's interesting. He's got a contract that's expiring. Who He's got 26 kids. New stadium. New stadium. He said he doesn't want. He still lives in San Diego. He may just say the heck with it, or he may say, "I want to move back to the other side." By the way, he's about he's about two and a half hours down the road. That's where he's from, right? Two and a half, three yeah. hours down the road. I know it's like maybe an hour he wants and a half. to come. I looked it up. So. Maybe he wants to come back to this side of the country. I'm just saying. So you hit me on the spot, and I was just thinking, offensive line. Who would have a great Indianapolis got an offensive line? Jacoby Brissett. They may be completely fine with him, but he probably wouldn't go to Indy either because. Uh, McDaniel went there and then said, "Yeah, yeah." He, so that would Frank be my Reich, best examples I could think of outside of the you know he, us talking about the Titans. The Bears would be number one, I would think, and then maybe the Chargers. See, I don't Bears know if they. Drink. I don't know if they would be number. Well, here's here's something you have to factor in. Does he want to get out of the cold weather? Because if he wants to get out of the cold weather, he's not going to Chicago. Well, I've never heard him complain about playing in cold. He's, I, he's about as good as I've ever seen yeah, in, yeah, in the cold is. weather. But I'm just. If you're if you have your choice, I'm just spitballing. I mean, maybe he's. I mean, he if you're asking that. me, then I would say, yeah, I I, I would want to get the heck. If it's out all of, about whether he's going to L.A. But, right, but I mean, I, I've never heard Tom Brady say, you know, we just keep doing it. I I, I hate these January games <laughs> because it's so cold, or these December games in the blizzard. But I mean, I've never heard him address weather yeah. ever in his career. So I don't know how now that would be a factor, but maybe it is. I don't know. I've never. I never even thought of that because he's just done it his whole career i mean think about where he's played collegiately and his professional career that's all he knows also cold, there's cold, another cold. team there's another team that we haven't mentioned that could could fit who detroit yeah but they're a they're, a messed, they're a messed up organization i know i know but again just connecting dots yeah i don't know how long patricia's gonna be there yeah i don't know that either what's is Matthew Stafford a free agent anytime soon? They're they're pretty no, committed to him, aren't I, they? they? Yeah, kind of paid him a lot of money. Yeah, but and, and that I think was well, a mistake. <laughs> okay, let's let's go back to the Bears versus Titans. I think that's a an interesting one, right? Because we all saw the booze. The Bears are all over one guy, right? They're thinking they're we got a good team Trubisky. and we cannot get yep. anything done with our quarterback. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Tom Brady weighing this, Chicago. You can you can put the image out there of their stadium, right? The weather could be ten below. 
they got the fans there. If Tom mm-hmm. Brady's your quarterback and your team's good, Hardest you're going to have down. you're going to have an unbelievable atmosphere. When the weather is bad here, what's the atmosphere? Now I don't know if Tom Brady's aware of that or not, but I do think Peyton Manning was weighing the the the, the franchise, the atmosphere, the mystique of the Broncos versus the Titans, and he said, "Hmm, not even close." John Elway, I'm, I'm going to the, I'm going to Denver. Sorry, thank, thanks Sold a lot, out guys. Broncos, thanks games. a lot, Nashville. Thanks a lot, Titans. But yeah. I'm going to go to Denver. I, I just wonder if you could win that battle if it comes down to those two. You know, without discussing the money, let's say the rosters are equal in his mind. Hey, both have pretty good defense, some pretty good young players. I can see we, I can see myself winning either place. So what do I choose? Yeah, it's a fair question. This is all. Because this is a good exercise, even if it never sure. comes to fruition. Because right now, as we sit here, I'd barring less, Ryan Tannehill becoming Rich Gannon or Jim Plunkett, a late bloomer that all of a sudden hits a level that he's never hit before, the quarterback job is open. Yep. Right? They're going to be interviewing people for this job no next question. year. And Chicago. So there are two yeah. franchises that are probably going to be looking, even though yep. – it's still early in Trubisky's career. It looks like they are ready to toss him in the lake up in Chicago. All right, we'll come back. We'll kick off the second hour with Trey Wingo, of course, part of Golick and Wingo every day for four hours, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. We'll talk to him next on ESPN 1025 The Game.